just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnke and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Matt Stewart. Hello, Matt. Hi there, Dave. Uh didn't see you there. Really good to be here. It's great that we've stumbled into this room with microphones pointed yeah, at our faces. Really good. Also, a microphone in front of her face, coincidentally, is our other host, Jess Perkins. Well, what are you guys doing here? Well, I was just about to ask you the same question. <laughs> I like as soon as I responded, Dave had to reach for the volume button. I did. <laughs> I absolutely so sorry, did. Dave. It's like, what are you guys doing here? It's like, you have the ability to yell, but in a like a really friendly way. Me? Yeah, you're so you're very loud, but in a very like a super. It's a, it's great. Oh, that's quite nice. Keep I'll doing take what that. you're doing. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Uh, if you haven't heard this show before, this is the the kind of show where we like to uh, take it in turns to research something, bring in that topic. The other two don't know what we're going to talk about, and then try and educate them about something. And it is my turn to bring a little something to the table. Bring dr- Drop some knowledge bombs on it's, us. It feels like every time Dave explains it, it's a different thing. I remember not long <laughs> ago it was a comedy podcast. Yeah. Now it's an educational podcast. Well, the well, comedy was not being delivered. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. We've had to make cutbacks. Comedy plus education equals... 
Usually a lame thing, but tonight <laughs> I will win you over with uh, Do Go On. Hopefully we're going to have some fun here today. It's actually quite a dark topic, Ooh, though. Ooh, but dark can be fun. So Did fr- anyone at home notice that in one sentence Dave said both tonight and today? It's like... <laughs> Where, what time is it? It's like you could listen to this at any time ever. Wow. This morning, you could. You could. So uh, on this morning's program, we're going to have a, a great time together. It's, it's a pretty dark topic, so feel free to... Uh, Perk it up with some classic Perkins uh, zingers. Oh, and to, oh uh, perk it right Maybe you could uh, stew the pot with some Matt Stewart gold. Oh, and, and, and hey, before you uh, do anything crazy, I hope you warn a key me. <laughs> I was going to say, what am, um, uh, what am I good for? Absolutely nothing. Caution, corner. <laughs> that, is, that is me. All right, so it is a pretty dark topic, but we always start with a question. Mm-hmm. And this week, it's... um. The worst massacre. <laughs> no, it's not that dark, but oh. it is to do with death. I'm going to ask you, so we always start with a question to get into the topic. And my question is, when you die, have you thought about what you want to happen to your body? Yes. It's a yes from Matt. So the topic is yes. The topic <laughs> is bodies. <laughs> hey, you know, um, we've had feedback since we've been putting this out that this part is one of the most frustrating parts to listen to because everyone who's listening to it knows the topic because <laughs> this episode is called that topic. So I just want to really, just really uh, get comfortable in this annoying part of the show. Let's mm. really drag it out. What could if it be? If only we'd read the title of the show before we oh, recorded it. Sadly, the iPad is facing the wrong way to you too, so you don't know. But that's um, a, that, no, I think that's a... Uh, Jess, have you thought about what you will do? Kind of. Not really, not the um, what are you going to do with my body bit. I've thought about like songs that I'd want at my funeral yeah. or something like oh, that. Oh, you've like planned. That. What's your well, song? Kind of. No, I just like every time I hear something, not every time I hear a song, but yeah, sometimes you hear a song and it means something to you and you go, oh, that'd be nice. Dust in the Wind by Kansas and uh, Do You Realise Flaming Lips. They're my two. <laughs> I think you had to say... Oh, no, it's not even called that thing. You're going to say, do you want me, baby? But it's, don't you want me, don't baby? You want, and <laughs> don't you want me, baby? By, <laughs> That's as they take the coffin out, yeah. 80s English band. But, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm cremated all the way. Cre- you've decided cremated. Yeah, I'm, I'm locked Jess? in. haven't made a decision. But also, do you know what I sort of feel like it's not really, is it my decision to make? Well, yeah, 100%. Do you reckon? Yep. Absolutely. Or like planning your own funeral. It's not for you, though. It's for the people left behind. Yeah, but uh, totally. <laughs> no, but that's what my that mum always says. She's like, do whatever you want. Like, if you want to bury me, bury me. If you oh, want to cremate, cremate me. That's sweet. Is that sweet or the selfish way out? You can't Look, be somebody else make a decision. I'm, well, that, I, I totally agree with that. And I don't care really what happens to me as long as I die believing I'm going to be cremated. It doesn't matter once oh, I'm dead. yeah, good point. But as long as I'm, I'm like, you're definitely going to cremate me, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, sweet. I believe you. You wouldn't lie to me, right? No, 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 no. Perfect. No. All th- good. This is my impression of your son when he's older. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. What That's a guy. <laughs> a real chatter. <laughs> well, I'm going to... We're going to come back to that topic. Okay. Uh, so it's not even the topic. Well, it is the topic, but I'm going to slightly steer off track for a second. Do we know what the topic... This is no, the, the longest so we've gone without knowing what the yeah. topic... Normally it is, hey... Do you know, uh, what's your favourite painting? This painting. Yeah, well, that's what this is about. Yeah, this one's confusing. No, no. This must Not be this frustrating week. for our listeners. So, well, the topic is death, okay? Oh. But how I got to death, and I'm going to ask you a second question. In f- the first time in this podcast history, there's a follow-up <gasps> question. <gasps> Another question. When I say the name Don McLean, does a certain song 
Don yes. McLean. Pardon me. Starry, Starry Night. Does a certain song come to mind? Well, yeah, maybe th- he's got two big ones, right? Starry, Starry Night, and American Pie. Well, that's American, American Pie. American Pie. That's his which, sing- signature song. Which he's was got a song. third one, I think, which I can't remember what it is. It was a song that played at my friend's dad's funeral. There you go. As Long funeral. It's an eight-minute song. Yeah, and right when they, uh, it's kind of like this nice pause, and then he goes, "Bye," and the guitar oh starts. God. That's when they started to wheel the coffin out. Oh, and that it was like tears, tears. Was it the Madonna version? Yeah. <laughs> then it ki- that's, there's the pause and then Madonna's version kicks in. Yeah, but then it was also like a mashup with Material Girl, which was kind of nice. That is nice. And then it finished on he was, Vogue. He was a, if anything, a Material Girl yeah. living in a, oh, he's a real person. I'm going to yeah. stop now. Okay. Right. Well, do you know, so the American Pie, I'm going to talk about that for a second. For a long time, it's his, it's his signature song, but for a long time, it was speculated that the words were about the singer... The death of the singer Buddy Holly. Yeah, I still Do believe you know that? that. And the big bopper. That's right. Well, we're going to oh. get. But McLean said for a long time, when he asked about the lyrics, he said they're beyond analysis. They're poetry, which I don't really <laughs> oh, think is your off, place mate. to yeah. say. Other people can say that about your work, <laughs> but you're not allowed to say your lyrics are poetry. Hey, no one has ever analysed poetry before. That is not. <laughs> look, I've I've been to year nine English classes and I've never seen oh no hang on no I'm thinking of something else they will not touch poetry (laughs) yeah what are you talking about poetry's analysed all the time oh what a wank and later on he admitted yes it's about Body Holly and then he dedicated the album Body Holly is that the name of dead Buddy Holly (laughs) (laughs) Body Holly (laughs) that's terrifying Uh, so he dedicated the album American Pie to Mr Holly so you talked about Big Bopper Buddy Holly do you know how they died yeah, plane, plane crash. Cr- That's right. A famous plane crash, which has come to be known as the day the music died. The after, day after the, the music lyrics from the song. That's right. Wow, full circle. So he admitted that the, uh, the lyrics were about Buddy Holly. So, uh, and you said he died in a plane crash. So, for the people out there that may not know, in 1959, Buddy Holly, who was a central figure of 50s rock and roll, and his band, they were touring America on their winter dance party tour. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible So Fresh album. Yeah. They were being supported by the rising talents of JP, the Big Bopper. JP! Richardson. Jess Perkins, the Big Bop. We could call you Bop. The Big Bop. <gasps> I've always wanted a nickname. Have you not had one? No, not really. I quite like Bop. Yeah, Bop's really Bop's nice. good, all right? So you're good. You are Bop. So you... Bop. And uh, the other person supporting the Buddy Holiday's band was a 17-year-old singer-songwriter named Richie Valens. Oh. But two, two important people in this bit of preamble I've got for you. <laughs> so they'd been travelling around in a tour bus, which was cold and uncomfortable. They'd have to do long drives after the shows each night, pretty much drive all night. And the heater broke. And as I said, it was a winter tour. Oh, yeah. So they all got sick with flu. And one of the drummers even got uh, severely frostbitten. What? Driving around in this tour bus at night. So he had to go to hospital. And they had to take it in turns, um, the other two drummers filling his place. So they got sick of that, so they swapped to a school bus. But Holly, stu- uh, Holly, I say Holly because of Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When I say Holly or Bully, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> or Body. So Holly, b- Body Holly. <laughs> he got si- uh, he was sick of the cold and wanted some rest after one of the shows. He decided to charter a plane to take him to the next gig. Oh, he would that's... meet all the other people there. So the tour manager organised a local pilot, another young person, 21 years old, Roger Peterson, to pilot a small Beechcraft 35 Bonanza, which is a tiny plane they still make it. You can buy one for $700,000. It's not that much, so it's pretty cheap for a plane. It's pretty cheap for a plane, yeah. Yeah. 
Matt, you, you don't what? think that's cheap for a plane? No, for a plane, sure. But when you say $700,000, it's not that much. I, I just wonder about maybe... What, what world I'm living in? Getting, yeah. a, getting a Am I living you or... in a material yeah. world? Yeah, feels like... Should we go third season? 700 grand, not that much. And this is US dollars, so... Oh. So pocket, pocket change. Pocket change, that's right. Wait for the dollar to come back up and we'll be good. Yeah. Uh, so the plane could hold three passengers plus the pilot. So one seat's taken for Buddy Holly. Bully. And the other, they had two seats left. So one of the seats was supposed to go to a guy called Waylon Jennings. He was the guitarist. Holy shit. Everyone, I've, I've heard of all these you know that, people. Yeah, that's right. So he fortunately would go on to do things because um, he's the guitarist in Buddy Holly's band. But the big bopper, Bop. JP. JP, he had the flu and asked if he could have the seat instead. So Waylon was like, sure, you can have my seat. That's two seats uh. gone. And I read that when Holly found out Jennings, the guitarist, wasn't flying with him, he joked, well, I hope your old bus freezes up. To which Jennings replied, well, I hope your old plane crashes, Aww. which apparently haunted him for the rest of his life. You'd 100% reply that, though, wouldn't you? Oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. Bop time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the other seat was, was, uh, sorry, was decided by a coin toss between young Richie Valens and another musician, Tommy Allsup. Valens had asked for the seat, this is the young guy, and they flipped a coin for it backstage after the show, and uh, Richie Valens won. So uh, 20 That's years... probably the reason I know his name is because he died in that plane crash. Oh, sadly. Well, but I like this. Well, I don't really like this. It's kind of strange. It's messed up. In 1979, Allsup, the guy that lost the coin toss, later started a club called Tommy's Heads Up Saloon in Dallas, which was named after the coin toss that he'd won. Tommy. He'd lost, but won in a way. Tommy, you sick fuck. <laughs> that's pretty bad. In a way, but in another way, the only reason he's alive, right? Yeah, that's right. So he lost, yeah. but won. Yeah. So the three musicians got on board the flight late at night. They got at five to one in the morning because they had to do the show first. It was lightly snowing. Vis visibility was not good. And it was later discovered that the pilot was not trained to fly under these conditions. So the odds are stacked against also, them. Also, he didn't have arms and he was drunk. <laughs> Also, <laughs> it was a tank. <laughs> and also, instead of a pilot, of they just put a pillow there. <laughs> and drew a smiley face on it. Wilson! <laughs> so they took off. The control tower watched the plane take off. And then it appeared to gradually descend. And then it was... <laughs> I'm laughing. You're a oh. monster. Oh. I'm laughing at the Wilson. I just got it. <laughs> but it looked like I was laughing at death. Yeah. Your delay really hurt you there. Yeah, it really is not a good thing. But now I, don't, I, now I don't want this to be edited out. <laughs> oh, no, I'll keep that in. But just everyone know, I'm not a monster like Tommy Olsup. Yeah. So the control tower, what's the plane take off? It appeared to disappear, descend, and then it was suddenly out of view. They didn't hear the expected radio contact that you're supposed to have from the pilot. Because he was a sheet. <laughs> they tried to call that sheet, but they didn't hear anything. But they didn't go and look for it. They waited until the next day. They never heard anything, so they took a plane out to look for it, and then uh, they found the missing aircraft, crashed 10 kilometres away from the airport. Ooh. All four men were killed. Buddy Holly was just 22. <gasps> Big Bopper was 28 years old. The pilot, 21. Richie Valens, as I said, was just 17. Wow. So young. So, so young. So, now, apart from the pilot, the other three bodies were thrown from the wreckage. 
Oh. It's a wreckage. It was a pretty bad, big, big, big crash. And the big bopper, JP, was found a while away from the, the crash site on, on another side of a fence. So leading to rumours that he'd survived and attempted to go and help, go get help for the others. Oh, my God. Which leads me to my topic. So in 2007, 47 years after the crash, uh, the body of Big Bopper was exhumed by his son and examined, and it was concluded that he had not, in fact, survived the crash and that he'd just been thrown that far. Which leads me to the topic. I was looking this up, and I had no idea that a body could be buried for 47 years mm. and then still be examined decades, decades later. Yeah. Like, I guess I just never really thought about what happens to your body when you die. And that coupled with the fact that these guys were all really young. Three out of four of them were younger than I am. So that it's got me thinking, and uh, to be honest, I had a bit of a, a crisis at night. I wasn't looking at this story to do an episode about it. I was just, I get intrigued by these things. I was like, oh yeah, the day the music died. Buddy Holly, never really heard about that crash. And it just made me think about your body, what happens to it when you die. And I'd never really thought about if I want to be buried, cremated or whatever. So I have researched all the possibilities of what can happen to your body when you die. And I'm going to go through them with you all. Ooh. And hopefully Ooh. I'll be able to decide what I would like to happen to my body. Right. Okay. That's what the episode because is. Because when you're saying like, oh, whatever else, I was like, what else is there? Yeah, I thought there was just the two. The two, those are your, those are your options. So, well, I also thought that until I looked up this. Just donate your pretty body, but then eventually they still cremate it. I'm up for donating and then cremating. Yeah. Take could, what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, if anything is still intact. In working order. Could be an option. We're going to look at it tonight or today or this morning on this episode that I'm calling, calling Burial, Cremation, or Other. <laughs> right. So we're going to start with uh, the super obvious one, which is burial. What's in the box? <laughs> I guess that's burial. That is burial. That's yeah. what's in the box. So burial is just defined as putting your body into the ground and then covering it over. And there's oh. a lot of ways you can do that. This one obviously dates back a long, long time. The earliest undisputed human burial took place over 100,000 years ago. Sorry. Undisputed. undisputed. Yeah, that, that pricked uh, my ears up as well. It's very difficult to date things that are that old. Right, okay. So I was thinking like the person being buried was <laughs> The undisputed was champion like, of death. Yeah, no, but like the, the person that was being buried was like, no, no, all right, that seems fair. I'll be buried. Yeah, nah, yep. pop me in the hole. Go on. Yep, go on. Well, Won't dispute that. I'm not arguing yeah. with you here. Fair enough. <laughs> nah, good see, choice, everyone. See you in 100,000 years. Uh, this was uh, in a cave in Israel they found this body. Oh. So after you die... The body will decay. So to me, burial makes sense. However, burial is not necessarily a public health requirement. Did you know this? Contrary to popular belief, mm. this surprised me, the World Health Organization advises that only corpses carrying infectious disease strictly require burial. So when they have like big uh, disasters and there's lots of earthquakes and things like that, a lot of the time people panic, oh, there's lots of dead people, oh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of disease from that. Not strictly true unless you have bury them and stuff near water and things like that. So just having a body open is not going to attract heaps of disease. There you go. Maybe not disease, but it'll attract some stuff, right, as it slowly rots. Maybe oh. grizzly bears. Yeah, it can. Oh, definitely. Piranhas. Piranhas. Ants. Get your oh, pesky ants. Piranha ants. Piranha ants. Ant piranhas. Grizzly Parants. ants. <laughs> Prants. Prants. A burial can bring people closure can also be seen as a passage to the afterlife. So there's different types of burial, though. Natural burial is also known as green burial. That's the process by which a body is returned to the earth to, compo 
decomposed naturally in the soil. Returned to the earth. We didn't come from the earth. Yeah, that's a good question. Is it bloody hippies? But it's, it's, it's called the green burial chest. It's pretty hippie. It's literally putting yourself in a hole or someone putting you in a hole and then just covering it over. Naturally, you know, as would happen naturally if, if there was no intervention. Right. Back you to would where naturally yeah. fall into a hole. And then a fire. Dirt would cover you naturally. Naturally. If you were out by yourself in the forest and mm-hmm. you died, natu- what would naturally happen is well, I imagine that some a sort hole of... would form. <laughs> Um, and dirt would fall on top of mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and a little crucifix would be fixed at, at the top of yeah. the... Yeah. Cool. Well, obviously, that's the work of the bear we were talking about before. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Bear. Or the prance. However, you're not allowed to do that. Prance at the You're rain. not allowed... To, <laughs> there's no prance. There's no green burials in Victoria. Our law states, in Victoria, a coffin is necessary for both burials and cremations. It must be a hygienic... Closed receptacle, soundly constructed of a substantial wooden or other approved materials in a way to prevent the escape of offensive liquids. Offensive liquids. And I read you don't even have to have a a professional make it. If your friend is pretty handy, which we know a couple of handy people, they can make you a coffin. Yeah, Jess and Matt. Yeah, we're very handy. My brother is a carpenter. Oh, yes. Do you reckon he could could whip up some coffins for us? I feel like he is a professional. It's like, did you really think that a coffin had to be professionally made? It's a box. But no, but it does have to prevent the escape of offensive liquids. So it has to be well made. Offensive so. liquids. I'm imagining like like a soup calling you a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Nah, fair enough. Not offended by that. Any, what else you got? What do you got over there, orange juice? <laughs> Your mum's a bit chubby. <laughs> Wait, well, hang on now. That is an offensive liquid. Someone take him away. <laughs> I I know you groaned, but I'm very proud of that. You, you fucking gazpacho. <laughs> Just imagining that. Well, how about, have you ever been to an open casket funeral? No, no. and I don't want to. They sound terrifying, don't they? Yeah, but gross. I have seen my girl. Oh, yeah, good one. Yeah. yeah. Then, yes. Yes, I have. That, <laughs> does that count? Because yeah. uh, everyone knows uh, Thomas J can't see without his glasses. Yeah. And um, the My Girl character, can't remember. Vader. Vader goes and puts his glasses back on or something. Guys, Because he's oh, dead. He's, he's in, the in, the, in the castle. Oh, run, run, run. Thomas Spoiler J can't alert. see without his glasses. <laughs> But he's dead, so he doesn't need to see. He doesn't need to see. Vader. That's the thing with Vader. And you know what? Like, her, she lives in a like her dad's, um, like what is he? A funeral director? Or he's like a funeral a director. Yeah, he's not a mortician, but he's a funeral director. He's a beautician. For, he's a beautician for the dead. Well, that what exactly right? So there's constantly funerals in her house. You think she'd have a better grasp of death, but instead she's putting glasses on her dead friend. Like the kid's an idiot. Hey, yeah. death makes us all feel a little bit weird. They did become blood brothers earlier, I think. Yeah, that's true. Or spit brothers. Both blood. legally binding. Yeah. Legally binding contracts. Probably not brothers. Hey, Dave. Yo. Do go on. Do go on. I'll do go on. Well, uh, if you have an open casket funeral, you've already mentioned this, but you have to usually go through two people. One is a funeral director. Oh. The other is an embalmer. Blah. Both played by Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> well, they can be the same person. The funeral director arranges the funeral and may arrange... The body for the viewing, so do the makeup and stuff like that. Yuck. An embalmer is someone who's been. I'll arrange tra- your body. What do you need it for? I'll arrange one. <laughs> I want. I want fake eyelashes when on my dead it? body. <laughs> yeah, oh, when do you need it by? Tomorrow? Well, that's going to cost you. <laughs> but all right, no, I can. I can get I it. I can do it. I can get. I can get you one. <laughs> but close the business. 
Uh, but an embalmer, on the other hand, is someone who's been trained in the art and science of embalming and may not have any contact with the family. Although sometimes it is the funeral director that does all of this stuff. A package deal, if gross. you will. <laughs> you no. said gross, I said great. <laughs> hey, it's both, it's both. Yeah, well, somebody has to do it, don't they? Bodies are embalmed to slow decomposition. The chemicals used in embalming repel most insects, probably ants as well, probably... Bears, probably, probably piranhas. Also, they probably also, you know, are tolerant to offensive liquids. So. And it will slow down bacterial putrefications. I looked up how much an embalmer can expect to make according to the, an Australian careers advice website. So they do pretty gross stuff with dead bodies all day long. What do you reckon they get paid a year? It's either going to be pretty yeah. dismal or quite good. The fact that you asked the question means it's not 75 grand. Yeah, it's, it's, either, not, it's, not it's either nice. 40 or it's 120. Yeah. I'm going to go and 120. I, I'm going to say 120. I'm so sorry, guys. It is a terrible job. Oh, no. They can expect to make between forty-one and fifty-one thousand dollars oh, per what? year. Why would you Working do that? Working full time, and I'm about to read what they do because this is what they have to do. The body is washed in a disinfectant solution, and the limbs are massaged and manipulated to relieve oh. rigor mortis, oh. which is the stiffening of joints and muscles after yeah, you die. Yeah, it is. So, massaging <laughs> dead corpse. The arteries are embalmed by simultaneously introducing embalming fluid which is a mixture of formaldehyde, other chemicals, and water. I guess formaldehyde can't hurt them now, right? No. But they put it into an artery whilst draining the blood from a nearby vein or fr- directly from your heart. They take about two gallons of blood out and put t- two gallons of fluid into you. Then the inside of the organs are cleaned out with a device called a trocar. Do you want to hear this, Matt? La, la, la. <laughs> oh, my God. It is attached to the su- a suction hose, which you guessed it, sucks everything out. The process of removing gas fluids and semi-solids from the body cavities and hollow organs using the trocar is known as aspiration, which is something that we all aspire to do with our lives. <laughs> That's dis- Okay, now I'm thinking those types of people... They don't make a lot of money, so it's not like there's... Oh, there's definitely serial killers or something. Right? There's like something they're wrong. creepy as hell. Like, you could do any job for minimum wage for this. That's about, probably... that's about $20 an hour if they're if getting... They're, if they're taking a price. That's what oh, I get paid. A... That's what I get paid to answer phone calls in a shitty call centre. <laughs> it's like someone comes to you and says, Jess, I've got a disgusting, disgusting job for you. It's going to require a pay cut. Would you like to do it? Oh, do I get to suck out kidneys? Oh. Yes, please. I get, but it'd be, it would quickly become nothing to you, right? Do I get you'd to be alone a couple with of years dead bodies? Be... Yeah, you do it for a couple of years and become nothing. And you'd look at yourself in the mirror and think, this has become nothing to me. I have become insane. <laughs> yeah. But you'd be so aware of what you are I don't as think well. You would. I don't think you would. Like, That's you the just thing. know that... Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I could get around if I was always aware that I'm nothing but just a bag of shit and bones. <laughs> and I mean, I, I know that is true, but I don't think about it all day, every day. If I had to think about that all the time, oh yuck! It would be hard to just like no. you know do like go down the shops and stuff. Not for me, thanks. You'd just be thinking a about this bag. Oh. Well, they fill that bag. Would you like a bag? You know, you're in the shops. <laughs> I am a bag, <laughs> you monster. We're all bags. <laughs> That's well, all we're, we're all just sacks of shit. Well, they suck out the shit from that sack and then they <laughs> <laughs> replace it with a more formaldehyde. Inside your torso, and then the anus and vagina are often stuffed to prevent leakage. I'm not kidding. This is straight from a funeral website. What about the male urethra? No, you'll be right, man. <laughs> yeah, you'll be right. They just, they just aim it up. 
What? So this is only happening for open open casket. caskets. Why is anyone doing that? Jess <laughs> looks like she's about to cry. Like it's it, the next time you see oh. an open casket. This is what next happened. time you watch My Girl. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll think about Macaulay Culkin really went through a whole lot <laughs> for this role. They stuffed his vagina. The glasses. <laughs> the Call this g- episode stuffed vagina. The glasses. Oh, I hate myself. I like that. literally the. I love yourself for saying that. The glasses are the least of thing that he worries. needs to worry about right now. Yeah, because he's dead. So all that gross stuff oh. is over. Then it's the funeral director's time to shine. <laughs> funeral directors tend to lift the head of a corpse in the coffin in order to prevent discolouring of the face. They also make sure that the body is properly groomed. This involves hair being washed and combed. Bikini wax. And any fa- <laughs> well, any facial hair is shaved off. So imagine no, if you're job- The bearded weirdo <laughs> would s- be no longer. No, there was a note saying, unless that the person had facial hair amongst their everyday appearance. Right. So if you die... So if you got- so <laughs> may- if you die with a bit of five o'clock shadow and that's not your look, yeah. they'll take sure. it off. But yeah. Matt, don't worry about the beard. They'll, yep. just, they'll just massage it. Which is what they love to do. Oh. The face is skillfully, skillfully made up using cosmetics that match as close as possible to the person's natural skin colour when they were alive. The mouth is then closed. The lower jaw is secured. Lower jaw is secured either by sewing or wires. What? So when they look really peaceful, they're not very peaceful. Lower really? Jaw? The dead, the dead cadaver is not peaceful? No. Where do Are they, they understand whether how they sew it to get... But I also don't want to ask the questions. No, I you don't, don't want to know. know. You don't want to know. That's cool. you said they stuff their vagina with no warning, but no, I don't want to hear about their <laughs> no. sewn up jaws. Glue. Oh. How about glue is also used to shut the eyes and lips. These naturally draw back oh my and the eyes will sink. God, that's disgusting. One, here's one good thing. Actually, kind of. You, you may have heard that fingernails and hair continue to grow after death. I don't want I, to. I don't I'm not, I've already l- I've I've looked into this a bit because I can't I'll this. I'll let you go on in a sec, but uh, they're one of my favorite all-time albums is called um, "Who's Gonna Cut My Hair After I'm Gone," or is it "Who's Gonna Cut Your Hair After You're Gone"? Anyway, it's by the Unicorns, <laughs> and, that, and that's based on like the the idea that your hair keeps growing. Yeah, is that true? No, it is not true. It's a myth because what happens is uh, the skin dries out, pulls away from the nails and hair, so it looks like they've gotten longer, right. but really your head's just sort of shrunk a bit. Cool. Oh. So, yeah, I'm really, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. The body is then dressed, sometime with plastic underwear, to avoid even more seepage, quote, and then you are ready for your big day. <laughs> your final day. I am really enjoying how much you're loving this. Uh, Where did you get this information from? I looked up so much fucked up shit for this. And I'm so scared of dying now. Oh, my God. Okay, but this I is just one of the things that I could do with my body. This is just an option. I'm just, just throwing you, it out there. Have you put a line through it yet? No. Ooh, no I don't have I a have. vagina to pack, so I'm feeling pretty confident. I'm not you okay You do have an that. anus, though, I imagine. <laughs> God damn it. Right. They'll pack your anus. No, damn no. it, he's right. <laughs> no, I'm thinking that I'll die in some sort of accident, which <laughs> removes my right. anus. No, great. Because if, if you don't die in an accident, it sounds like you're going to be very accident prone in the days following. Oh. In terms of seepage, and seepage accidents. I, I imagine you dying, but like through an anus related <laughs> removal, right? And then your embalmer's like, all right, for my favorite part, the packing of the anus. <laughs> and then he realizes you don't have one and it like ruins his day. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, I come here, <laughs> I earn very little money, just I so I can pack an anus or two. 
and this bloody SOB comes along, ain't us free. Oh, well, I'm ready to pack it in. Because, obviously, yeah, I remember the day. I am ready to pack it in, but it's I can't. So I'm going to pack it in. I remember the day I walked into the careers council's office and I said, they said, what do you want to do with your life? I said, any job where I get to pack an anus. <laughs> they gave one option came up. And now I'm doing it. And they're bloody taking it away from me. Really? One option? What about what about muling? Drug muling. <laughs> Two options came up. I said, I won't break the law. They said, you're going you're gonna to be an embalmer. Like, I, I don't know if you're going to go into this, but I can hear no benefit to being embalmed and having an open casket. Like, it's so people can say goodbye. But the things that they do to your body... Just so people can say goodbye. Just say, just look at a picture of me and go see And you, I Jess. think I think uh, this podcast is about awareness this week because I think if everyone knew what they had to do, oh. you wouldn't be saying goodbye. You wouldn't want to go anywhere near that body because it's super gross. Pack your anus. I reckon I've been to a dozen funerals and I I'm confident none of those were open casket. Yeah, no. do you, you don't think I, you would remember that there was a human yeah, body sitting I'm, there? Well, sometimes you know how you mix up. Reality with TV and stuff like it. Like there I've was seen the an Simpsons episode of Hot in Cleveland, Cleveland, that Betty White show, where there was an open casket. Right. Same thing. Same thing. So oh. yeah, maybe. But they didn't go into the everyday process mm. of of Betty White's didn't anus. Know, didn't know the ass was packed up. <laughs> That's what television does to you. Where's the realism? Where is the gritty crime realism? Like knowing all of that, it would it just makes it horrific. It's it's an open casket now is of a loved <laughs> one changed. knowing what's happened to them. Oh man, you couldn't do that. Now, well, you could do it yourself, Matt, because if you would like to embalm someone, if you no, I'm, Jess, I'm on my way out. I know, I know, my days are numbered. I'm going to start the packing process. Well, no, if you hand would... me some Vaseline or whatever it takes. What, what do they use? Balm. I guess they it's don't like need Tiger to lube balm. it up because the person's dead. They can't no, I feel thought pain. That they just pack in Vaseline. <laughs> oh yeah, what do they use? What do they pack? Is it, it with? Ba- is it literally? Cotton that's what buds? I picture when someone says balm. I picture Vaseline. It is. Uh, it is generally co- gen- genuinely cotton. Cotton. Oh. They'll shove cotton in. Like cotton balls. Just like up yeah, your butt. Old and... t-shirts and stuff. Oh. No, no, obviously you guys seem pretty interested in having a go. So if you would like to embalm someone yourself, fear not, because there is a five-step WikiHowl article on how you can do it at home with pictures. Oh, my favourite line oh, of which I won't go through. the pictures? No, they're, they're cartoons. It's oh, all right, it's drawing. But my favourite line of the WikiHowl, uh, how to embalm a body is, respect the body at all times. Use a sheet or towel to cover the genitals. And don't leave tools laying around on it while you're working. Assume the family may pop in at any moment. Good, good call. That's the most... That's... That is a good call. <laughs> if yes. I walked in and somebody had been embalming my mum and I noticed their <laughs> scissors were... sitting on her stomach, I'd be like, how dare you? Well, you wouldn't... What if they were... I'm not going to say it because you said Who's walking in yeah, on sorry. the embalming? Yeah, no, I, I, was saying, I was thinking the same. Okay. I was about to say something. All right. So I was they're, yeah, they're, they're, packing so anuses. You, well, yeah, they walked in and they're fist deep. And <laughs> <laughs> Jess is... Oh, no, it's no. a stranger. A stranger. He would still be... Thomas J or other. The scissors yeah. sitting on their wrist is like the Seems least wrong. of your concerns. True. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's wrong. right. You don't want them walking in on that. Obviously, um, you packing their vagina is fine. Oh. All right, so we're going to move as long away. As long as it's a sheet covering, please. 
We're going to move away from. Well, I'm going to get you to move away from the packing of the vagina. Yeah, well, it's going to be pretty hard to, to be honest. I'm, that will I'm, come up again. We're going to clenching as we speak. Now we're going to move on to the burial part. Now, m- most bodies, when they're buried, are wrapped in a shroud or put in a coffin before being buried. In Australia, like I said before, the law is you have to be buried inside something. These containers actually you slow. Just bury yourself in somebody else's ass. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so efficient. You know how we're running out of space for burials? You just what if, like, the people who wanted to be create, uh, cremated, they do, they become the cotton? <laughs> the ashes became the cotton, and you packed them. <laughs> Matthew! So say I'm getting cremated, right, and Dave doesn't know yet. Say you're being embalmed. Right, we've we also I died could, in a plane I could be crash. cremated, and, and you could pack your anus and vagina with my, my ashes. I would be honoured. <laughs> I would be honoured. <laughs> Who's it more of an honour for? <laughs> Me, for telling the story and selling it for millions. Oh, I'll imagine. be the only one left behind. I live on for eternity. In Dave's ass. <laughs> but how long do you take to decompose if you're buried? I can tell you that decomposition in the air, it's four times as fast as underground. So being buried actually slows it down. Oh. I thought it was going to be longer with dirt and things around, but actually going underground is four times as long. So when buried, the classic six feet under without a coffin in ordinary soil... An unembalmed, no packed anus, adult normally takes eight to twelve years to become a skeleton. Gross. But however, if you're placed in a coffin, if you're placed in a coffin, the body can take years longer depending on the type of wood used. If you use a really thick, solid oak, can really slow down the process. Fifty years later, you can still have parts of you in the in the in the box. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I'm that's just the thing. Like, what's the point of it? Like, in case you come back, like, it gives you more time to come back to life and still be able to function as a human. You know, like, that's yeah, just when, in case. Yeah. Jess, when he said in the box, you didn't at all think. <laughs> no, great. Like, I was just. <laughs> you were thinking about packed again? Yeah. Oh, God, being packed inside. <laughs> it's going to be too hard to move away from, yeah, isn't it? It is going to be really hard. I can't. I feel weird. <laughs> it's. We shouldn't have recorded this one at night. Yeah. Or no, morning or afternoon. No, anyway, yep. Or the past. By the time you hear it. <gasps> That's the worst of all. But how spooky is the past? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, we're alone in a warehouse recording this. It's kind of scary now, isn't it? Well, do you know the difference between a casket and a coffin? Oh, no. no I, I thought, thought that was the same thing. So did I. Coffins. <laughs> if you're going to get your brother to build it, he needs to know. Okay. Coffins are tapered Michael, at the head. And the foot, and are wide at the shoulders. That classic oh, sort of that's a coffin. That's that's, that's like a, coffin. a vampire, like the vampire style. Yep. Like so, um, goes in at the head. Yep. But uh, caskets, they're rectangular in shape and are usually constructed of better quality timbers, feature higher standards of workmanship. So they're the ones that people usually carry out. Yep. The pallbearer style. I feel like caskets are more popular then. Popular is a weird word to use there. Well, they're just, well they're, I think they are more common. Yeah, common. But they are a lot more expensive. The cheapest coffin I could find online was $1,200. I'm so worried about you, Dave. The yeah. cheapest casket, however, was $3,200. Oh, hello. Uh, the pillow on the inside, if you'd like eternal rest, will only cost you $350 extra. I don't think my parents would even be mad when they go if... I don't buy them the pillow. You're you going to save 350. Would you buy a I'd pillow? I'd save mate? 350. I wouldn't buy a pillow. I don't think so. I, I've, uh, look, I, I'm, I'd follow. I would follow the instructions if left. Otherwise, oh, fuck, I don't know. 
I like the idea for me, if I was going to be buried, I like the Hessian sack idea. Have you heard that? Did you go into that? No, idea? I haven't got into that, please. There's apparently, like, it's it's a, a more environmental way of doing it. You, like, decompose quicker and... Um, go back to the earth. Go back to the earth. Where we all so started. The, so that's the closest thing to a green, green burial. Yeah, I think so. Just put him, put him in a sack. Just in a, you know... A burlap sack. Burl, burlap sack or, a, you know... A, Shallow like a, grave. Like a swag. It's like a Coles green bag. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they last a while. They last too long. <laughs> All right, you can. Be, this is the last bit about burial. We're going to move on to the other methods, but um, you can be buried anywhere. You don't have to be in a cemetery with the as long as you get approval in writing from the secretary of the Department of Human Surf, uh, Services. So you can be in any sort of private ground or land. So you could bury your grandma in your backyard. Backyard. If you get the approval from the secretary, you can. Oh, right there. Don't, don't do that. Nah. That's that's not nice to the next people who are having like yeah, extending you... into the backyard, <laughs> building a pool. They don't need to find that. No. Oh no. Don't that's do that. Okay. They just find a pile of cotton. They're like, what's this? <laughs> they, she was packed to the brim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so that's Nana buried. was packed to the brim. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh my God, it's expanding, like physically. It's growing more customers, more interest, not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and it's like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products, or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get Manny Petty? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, what it, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. So that's burial. That's option one. Either embalming or not. I'm thinking about that still. Option two. Other most popular one, you've already mentioned it, Matt, is uh, cremation. What do you think is more popular in Australia, being cremated or buried? I'd say, what, what, what date have you got this fact from? 
us from recent times, last five years. I'd say cremation's taken a I real I reckon cremation upswing. is yeah, is really on the up mm. on the up and up. Have you guys been on the websites I've been on? Because you're absolutely spot on. Fifty four percent of all bodies in Australia are cremated these days. And the figure is increasing by half a percent each year. Yeah. So they are on the up and up, you're right. Because it feels like um, for one, <laughs> I mean, before I really don't want to hear about it too much because it's going to ruin it for me. But I, I like the idea that it, it it takes up way less space. Yeah. And you know, we we've got a bigger population every year. More people die every year. It just feels like where are all the bodies going to go if we keep burying everyone? But also, it's just like you know, in a box slowly rotting away sounds pretty. Fucked sounds pretty as well. gross. Yeah. Oh, Whereas, yeah, but the I know the cremation is brutal and it doesn't fully get it all, and they have to be crushed. Like oh, you're we're going to go talk about that. Yeah, yeah. It's like these are things you don't want to know. Oh. I read, someone said to me recently. Oh, should I let you get into it? Yeah, let him get into I'll it. I'll let you get into it. So let me know if if you if I miss anything brutal or otherwise, please jump in. Oh. Cremation is the combustion, vaporization, and oxidation of dead bodies to basic chemical compounds, turning you into ash, ashes, gases, and mineral fragments, retaining the appearance of dry bone. Sounds pretty scientific. It's just going back, so you're not there anymore. But uh, cremation, not as old as burial, but it dates from at least twenty thousand years ago. Wow, the archaeological That's record. With the Mungo Lady, the remains of a partly cremated body found at Lake Mungo here in Australia is the oldest really? found cremated lady. Yes, oh, it's wow. in New South Wales. 20,000 awesome. years old. Wow. 20,000 years old. So it's got a, a history cremation. Some places still practice the older outdoor method of cremation via a pyre. A pyre is a big pile of wood. The body is placed underneath or on top and then burnt. They were used in Viking and Roman cultures, and they continue to be used in Hindu and Sikh cultures. So it's just an outdoor big fire, body just gets burnt. A traditional Hindu funeral pyre takes six, about six hours, and it burns between five and six hundred kilograms of wood. You were talking about um, that cremation being a environmentally sound method, but um, uh, yeah, no, did I this say kind? Yeah, uh, this kind. I'll just go through this pyre. Yeah. Every year, fifty to sixty million trees are burnt during cremations Bloody in India. Right which results in 8 million tonnes of carbon dioxide and greenhouse gas emissions. So it's that the way they do it, in the traditional methods, not very good for the environment. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not 100% sure how environmentally friendly it is. I'm, I'm more thinking just space, like yeah. just the space that's been taken up by the bodies. I imagine the most environmentally friendly way of doing it would be just to pile bodies into a huge hole somewhere, oh. not give, not spread them out. And Is that, I mean, I don't know. You're All I can think fact. about is the smell. Oh, the smell would be bad. Yeah, yeah. but I'm also thinking about it in like it would, like a like a slow cooker. Would you, you rather? Know, like, oh, would yep. you rather be the embalmer or the emburner? Neither. I would uh, no. You got to choose one. I would not do either of those. In this reality, you have to the pick burn. one or I the other. I would not. I would not. Burn one for sure. Burn one, yeah. I'm burn one as well. Wear a nose plug. Jess, you've oh. heard about the embalm, but you haven't heard what the crematorium person does yeah, yet. Okay. So I'll tell you that, then you can decide. Okay. These days, most cremations in the in Australia occur in a crematory that's housed within a crematorium, oh. and which comprises one or more furnaces. A cremator is the name of the industrial furnace that is able to generate temperatures of 870 to 980 degrees Celsius to Ooh. ensure disintegration of the corpse. 
Uh, and it hasn't been around that long. The revival of interest in cremation in Europe and the United States began in the late 1800s with the rise of large cities and the realisation of health hazards associated with crowded cemeteries taking over, like you're saying, Matt. But it was not until 1884, so 130 years ago, that a British court first ruled crem- uh, that cremations are a legal procedure and the first Australian crematorium opened up in 1925. Wow. So not even 100 years of... Um, history in that sense wow what why did why did it become popular was it a oh, because, religions or uh because yeah people like i said the cemeteries were getting really full even Cities. in the 20s in australia that was yeah so the, i think it's a drop down effect so it becomes more popular in europe right so it comes out here yeah with, with so, the immigrants and yeah and people just think oh yeah it's because for a while there i think that people most religions were against it yeah but are these days most people can uh, be cremated. It's, you can't if you are strictly Jewish or uh, Muslim. They they still don't allow it. But the Pope has, uh, in the 60s, not, so not that long ago, in the 60s, said that it's okay for people of the Catholic faith to be cremated. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So modern cremators have adjustable control systems that monitor the furnace during cremation. These systems automatically monitor the interior to tell when the cremation process is complete. So if you are the cremator, you don't have to do much. You pop them in yeah, and then you that's pick what I'm go. Thinking. I go. couldn't do it in, in a pious I situation. cannot believe that you couldn't decide between pushing someone into a furnace and going off and having a coffee and packing vaginas <laughs> with cotton. You're like... Both are equally bad. No, I didn't say that. I'll when do both if I have to, <laughs> but I'm not choosing. When we were talking about... Don't make me choose. We were talking about like just standing around watching a body burn on some wood for six hours. Yeah, then I, I felt pretty gross about Imagine it. Imagine that being your job. You have to watch. <laughs> no, but like it's, it's the fires, it's cooking real good. I'm just going to go, nah, no, you, you have to stare into oh. their eyes. Oh, What's left of What's them? What's left of them? They, they're, they've melted away. They're now a, uh, I hate you both one of them so liquids. much right now. Well, the time, the time <laughs> required to melt away varies from body to body. It takes six hours with the pyre, but um, a modern way, the process may be as fast as one hour per 80 kilograms of body weight. <laughs> so I would last, I weigh 52 kilos, I would be gone. Jess... Your shift would last 40 minutes. Yeah. Pretty good. I'd still have to stand around and think about the fact that I just pushed my good friend Dave into a You would also oven. think about that your good friend Dave's anus completely cotton-free. Good point. And that's how I want Uranus. <laughs> Thank you. Cotton-free. To live on in my memory, cotton-free. <laughs> cotton-free anus. God, you guys are just looking out for me. I appreciate this so much. Okay, we're going to go through the process of modern cremation. These days they're controlled by computers and it looks like a giant pizza oven. Oh, no, don't you dare ruin pizza for me. (laughs) Pizza is is my favourite food. You take that back. You take that back right now. I'm so sorry. Uh, The casket is put into the top level of the cremator's chamber. Or pizza oven. (laughs) top part of the pizza oven. And then, I love this, and then burnt. Of course it is. All ornaments and fittings are left on the casket, so they just burn you in the casket hole. The fittings are burnt within the coffin as they're typically made of plastic. Oh, as the Matt, you're into being cremated. Let's see if you're into this. As the soft tissue begins to tighten, I really don't want to know a lot about it. But uh, the skin becomes waxy, it blisters and splits. The muscles begin to char, flexing and extending your limbs as the tightens. You're moving around in there. Which is crazy. The bones, the bones are the last to go. 
Yeah, no shit. <laughs> they become the bones are the last to go. They become calcified as they expose the heat. They begin to flake or crumble. Um, then it's on to stage two. Bones and calcium deposits are mi- milled down to finer particles in a grinder or a cremulator. Yeah. Love that cremulator, which is just like a a blender. If you if you like blending, I've also ruined that for you. <laughs> The ash weighs... She knows she does. She blends Smoothies and pizza. Gone. Oh, gone real, forever. Your Saturday night's over. You jerk. The ashes of a, most people weigh around two kilos and are available to relatives 24 hours after the cremation. So they let it cool a little bit. Dave. And there's one of those systems like at uh, Domino's where you got the names. <laughs> you put whatever name. <laughs> it says 20 And it minutes. says it's in the oven. And, and then it gets delivered. And it tells you, what's the guy who pushes all the buttons? It tells you his, uh, his favourite uh, pizza topping and his favourite yeah, footy team. If, if it's delivered cold, money back. Money back guarantee. <laughs> and it comes inside one of those pizza things that keeps the pizza warm. Oh, yeah. the little carry case thing. And he rides on a little scooter, <laughs> weaving in and out of traffic. Oh. Uh, but that's interesting. The the thing you did say there about the grinder, I wasn't aware of that because someone was telling me recently um, that they were trying to organise um, a cremation for someone. And, Presumably and, dead. And they, <laughs> well, let's Thinking not ahead. jump to conclusions. <laughs> and they and the the they were saying. Um, there's jewellery that you'll need to take, and they were like, "We don't, we don't want to. We just want them to be." Just cremate them as is. Yeah. What do you mean? Jewelry and all, and they're like, oh, well, the the jewelry, it, it's not hot enough to take down the jewelry. I mean, there's even there's bones and stuff that'll still need to be grinded down, and they're like, oh, <laughs> we're telling you we can't even handle. I know. You're handing the, us back the jewelry, and hey, you're telling me about grinding their bones down. Don't worry, the jewelry's fine. They've got a thing for that. I've got this written here. They get the ashes. Uh, they've ground, ground it down and then they run a magnet through it. They and, do and not. They, no, they pick out... Um, what if you've got like gold teeth? They pick out gold teeth, fillings, if you've got a hip replacement or jewellery. Oh my they God. They take it out. My dad had a hip replacement. My d- Oh, gross. And I have fillings. Oh, take it out with burial, the giant magnet. Burial's back on, I think. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dad. You know with a closed casket, but, though. But then what do they do with that? Like, would they then hand me my dad's fake hip? Because no, that's I don't th- gross. No. No, they would just dispose of that. It's fine. Okay, that's all right then. I don't have to know. But the one thing they will take out before... Unfortunately, no, because of Dave. Oh, no, now. Yeah. The one thing before you being cremated they will take out is a pacemaker because they can explode in the oven. There you go. That's similar to a uh, double meat lover's... Uh, oh. <laughs> if you have too many, uh, too much salami on the can, it also... Yeah. <laughs> they can explode in the yeah. oven. This really put me off, Matt. Yeah, this is the last line this of put cremation. me off Matt as well. <laughs> <laughs> Quick wit. Well, this <laughs> what I like about this, if we could just recap what we've gone through so far, and now Dave, this next thing is what's put off Dave. Packing anuses. And vaginas. Uh, sucking out like oh. melted down um, teeth. teeth. Oh. Uh, Running a magnet no, through Grinding this bones oh. down. This isn't what's put me off. No, this is what put me off. This is the last sentence on cremation. I think. While there may be some inevitable residue mixing, the bodies are burned one at a time to ensure the separation of the cremated remains. So you get turned to ash, but they you might have 
in your box a little bit of someone else. Yeah, that was of in course. Because how could they clean it all up properly? I'd never thought about that, and that's really gross. I, no, I, that's, no, that's, no, that's I'm the so least okay gross with that. thing. That's yeah. fine. I'm hundred percent okay I hate with the that. idea that, that their bones are in my box. No, I'm not okay with really, cotton being packed up mine, so... Well, <laughs> fair enough. Oh, this one part you don't of... Want, so you don't want someone else's bone in your box? Is that what you're saying, Dave? That's exactly... Quote, unquote. Put it on my tombstone. Put it oh, on okay. my Ain't tombstone. Ain't no bone in this box. <laughs> Dave Warnke, that's what it says. Um, Here lies Dave Warnke. Matt, you're an environmental guy, an environmental alternative. Oh, well, not, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm relatively... There's a new process I for you. I hate the environment. The way of the future. <laughs> It's called uh, chemical cremation. It's called um, alkaline hydrosis. It's where the body is placed in a chamber. It's filled with a mixture of water and lye. And lye? L Y E. Water and lies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're beautiful. They sell this You're to talented. You. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm into this. <laughs> On the way out. <laughs> this is good. And then uh, it's heated to the uh, nice warm temperature of 160 degrees. Oh, okay. But it's a very high pressure, so it doesn't boil. And uh, instead, the body is effectively broken down into chemical components. It takes about three hours. The end result is a quantity of green-brown tinted liquid and soft, porous white bone remaining, which you can easily crush in your hand. The ash is given back to the next of kin. Dave is okay with the weirdest things. No, The liquid is disposed of either through the sanitary sewer system or put in the garden. So you literally wash down the drain. Matt, that's the environmental method for you. I'm into it. Great. Wash down the drain. I just don't need to know about it. Well, I, the, if I wasn't so dedicated to this podcast, I would not be listening to it. You don't if want to we, know? If, if we I were having this conversation in at a pub, here. I would have found would have a reason to off. go to the bar. Yeah. So you like the, but don't you want to know what's going to happen? No. No. I think it's fascinating, but I hate this. I'm, I'm the... <laughs> Shit. I, Are we gonna, is anyone going to listen to this? <laughs> yes. Yes. Sick <laughs> fucks definitely. like you. Well, but that's right. If people can pack bodies for 40 grand a year, I reckon someone's yeah. going to download this for free. Good I, point. Great point. For, for the most part, I'm all about cool with everything, but I don't know. need to know basis. Yeah. I don't need to know. Were you a bit like that with childbirth? A little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Like, I'm happy to... I'd, I'd be happy to be surprised with stuff on the day. Just, like, hit me with it. Only if I have to see it, I have to see it and go through it. You know, like I don't yeah, need yeah, to be emotionally prepared. If I go in for an operation, which I have a couple of times before, one time I got the f- like the full rundown before they felt like it's better for you to know, and that was way worse than yeah. going in and just wake. Obviously, you're like and count down from ten to yeah. one, and then you wake up and you're in pain in places you didn't realize you would be. <laughs> it's on. like, oh, fair enough. What what kind of procedure are they giving you without telling you what it is? I was I was. I was 16 or something. Maybe my parents knew. I knew what it was and they told me, but I didn't really, I wasn't taking it all in and they didn't. They were like, Matt, we've got a lot of cotton. Don't worry about oh. them. Yeah, I'm, I'm more cotton than man, even <laughs> till this day. Well, um, have you ever thought about burial at sea? Um, that, no. seems, that seems okay. I like the idea of like just disposing shit into the ocean. Afraid to say that you should not even consider that one because in Australia, a permit is required for burial of bodies at sea and they're usually only granted in case of a strong connection to the ocean. So people like, that are in the Navy. Or you're a mermaid. Or <laughs> <laughs> Can you prove it? Uh, um, got no legs. Yeah. Just this bloody... Tail. Do you want to look at her tail? We packed it we full packed of cotton. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad tail. <laughs> Alright, uh, the rules are, if you do get that, the body must be... Im- not, not be embalmed or placed in a casket. You can only do it into a shroud. They drop it into the ocean and it's got to be 2,000 metres 
at least the water underneath. You just you put in a sack and dropped into the water. Yeah. Would you float too? No, you weigh down. You weigh down. So you you basically oh. fish food is the idea. If the fish can get yes. through the sack. Which they that'd be the idea of it being a sack. It's right? it's one of the most. Uh, that, it's way faster for your body to decompose in yeah, water. Yes, yeah, so you sense. don't last very long. But no permit is required to scatter ashes at sea. So if you want to do that, still get to have the ocean. Bit of, bit, bit of both. How about something that I've often jokingly considered being stuffed and put on display? That can't, that can't possibly be an option. Well, if, if people do that, but okay, embalmers are already complete sociopaths. If you're a taxidermist for humans, you're <laughs> fucked. Hey, if you're listening and you're a taxidermist for, I don't even want your subscription to this podcast, and we're quite desperate for attention. Fuck you, you absolute creep. Hey, and it's, I like hate ac- you. it's like the accountants all over again. Je- yes. <laughs> hate accountants. One hates accountants and taxidermists of humans. Tax. It's tax. Yes, he hates anything to do with tax. Don't say that word to me. Taxi drivers, stop it. Right off. So, um, Dave doesn't mind having his anus stuff. We've heard that. <laughs> and we love him I anyway. Just, so he's, choices. Now he's taking it one step further. He's having the whole lot stuffed. Well, it's the same thing as being embalmed, just on a, a higher scale. And if you're a world leader or a former dictator worth your weight, you'll want to be stuffed and put on display. So people that are on display include uh, Vladimir Lenin, you can see in Red Square really? in Moscow. Since 1924, he's been sitting there. Are you kidding me? He has mild bleachings and soaks in glycerol and potassium acetate every year. That's right. So he's there. Uh, the embalmed body of Ho Chi Minh is preserved and cooled in Hanoi in Vietnam. In North Korea, both Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il are embalmed and put on display in Kim Il-sung's former residence. You can go... Uh, <laughs> North Koreans go and see them. They are... <laughs> They are kept inside the building that is called the Cum Susan, <laughs> which I really enjoy saying. Our socialist leader. No, I'm not done with oh, Cum Susan. It's good. It's good. Both of them lying there. We would be murdered if we went there and laughed. Uh, socialist leader. I did not laugh at that if um, anyone's listening from. No, North Koreans could also or, uh, laugh at in- <laughs> Uh, chi- Chinese former socialist leader Mao Zedong. He's late. <laughs> you can't laugh at Chairman Mao. You know him, right? You've heard of yeah, Mao Zedong. I didn't know his Dong. name was Mao Zedong. <laughs> Mouse. If you said Mousy Dong, then Mousy Dong. You can't say that. Oh my god. All right, my favourite embalmed body. If I can pick one and only one. Farlap. Gun to my head. Oh, Farlap? What? No, well. Tutankhamen. No, it is. Um, is he embalmed? Or mummified, which is mummified. A, an extreme process of, mum, sure. of yeah. uh, embalming. Which is they take, they take their always. organs out through their nose. My favourite is. Um, that's, that's true. Mm-hmm. And, and, and pack the cotton through their nose? No, butt. Oh. Still the butt. Still the butt. <laughs> Always the butt. Number one rule of human taxidermy. Always the butt. Out through the nose, in <laughs> through the anus. Hit that butt. Hit that it's butt. the first rule. You'll learn that. You'll learn that in any class. Any class. Wiki you, how. Step one. Get ready to get inside that butt. <laughs> that ass. No, my favorite embalmed body is uh, of Eva Peron. Oh, man. She was a former you wife pervert? of Argentinian president. Do you know Eva Peron? Yeah, Madonna. That's right, she played her in uh, Evita, the film. Ah. 
But of course. So um, when she died in 1955, <laughs> she died pretty young and embalmers emptied water from the cells of her body and then they replaced it with wax, which is very unusual, and they pretty much turned it into a candle. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it She's at all. also missing a finger because when the junta who overthrew her husband and they, uh, she, she, her body was in his house, they cut off one of the fingers to make sure that she was real because they thought she was literally just made of wax. He kept around in his house. Oh, oh and the weirdest part about it is, so... Oh, I love when he says the weirdest part. This whole thing has been... Fucked. Whenever he says the... He say the weirdest part and, and then he says... And apparently... She wasn't a natural blonde. <laughs> 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 yep, absolutely. Yeah, go on, go on. What's the weirdest Oh, part? the weird part was, so um, her husband got Juan Peron, who was the president. He got overthrown in a coup and then they had to leave without her body and the body went missing for 15 years. Turned up in Italy. <laughs> then... Um, Juan, who would move... Even after her death, she loved to travel. No, she traveled. And then Juan, who'd moved to Spain... In a backpackers. <laughs> so they found her in a backpackers. $15 Just a in night. In a 12-bunk a dorm. Mixed dorm. So after they found her body, um, they took it from Spain. They flew it to... Took it from Italy and flew it to Spain, where Juan, her husband, was now living with his new wife. Oh. And they just kept it in the house on their dining room table. For a couple of years. Get fucked. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Sitting there. And then in 1970... 1970- nah, seriously, Dave. Fuck off. <laughs> this podcast is over. That's it. We're done. You killed it. Which? Mm-hmm. So you're living with your husband. You've got the ex-wife's dead body on the table. <laughs> <laughs> then he not went... even ex-wife. He it's went like, back oh. to Argentina. He became the president again with his new wife as the... Vice president. Then oh. he he died. She became she became the new president. Took over, and then she That's brought the body, body back. She brought the um, Eva's body back, which was then um, it was good luck. Finally, good luck, body. Finally buried in a a tomb with with a marble floor, which has a trap door that leads to a compartment containing two coffins. Under that compartment is a second trap door and a second compartment. That is where her body rests. The claim is often made her tomb is so secure it could withstand a nuclear attack. You know, you know what you just described there with the multiple dead. compartments. Um, that is also how I'm going to set up my butt <laughs> <laughs> trapdoor. Yeah, there's going to be one section with cotton, another with Vaseline, <laughs> one with Tiger Balm. Just heaps of different compartments. You get right in there. There'll be like you'll be like you think you've seen it all, and then you you pull on a little book in the bookshelf. It's <laughs> <laughs> another trapdoor. There's even more gauze. Yeah. <laughs> you pull you pull on a little book. A little thing swings around, and then like the, my ashes come around in a little urn inside Matt's bar. <laughs> Like, there's going to be so many visitors. It's going to be a real... It's a mausoleum. Yeah, it'll be a mausoleum. It'll be more popular than... A her. mausoleum? <laughs> My <laughs> arsoleum. Ma- Ma- <laughs> Matt's arsoleum. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That is good fun. <laughs> it's great. All right, Dave, I'm coming around to this podcast idea. <laughs> All right. Okay, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> oh, God. Have you heard of Sky Burial? <laughs> what? Do you know what a Sky Burial is? Just chuck it out of a plane? <laughs> No, it's a funeral. <laughs> Get ready for this. <laughs> that does, that's what it, the image that comes to my mind is being chucked from a plane. 
Imagine living on that flight path. <laughs> is that not right? Marge, that it is happened a- again. <laughs> You say that, and it sounds much more reasonable than what I'm about to say. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Sky burial. It's a funeral practice in which a human corpse is placed on a mountaintop to decompose while exposed to the elements or to be eaten by scavenging animals, especially birds. Oh, vultures. It's a type of excarnation, which means the burial practice of removing flesh and organs of the dead leaving only the bones, and it's practiced in uh, parts of China, Tibet, Nepal, and Mongolia, often by monks. And pretty much the function of the sky burial is to simply dispose of the remains in as, as generous a way as possible. That's you, great. That see, sounds like a really... That's, that's quite not, nice. You've got this warped <laughs> perception. Have, have you seen the photos that I've seen? Oh, don't look at the photos! Of these birds chewing on a ribcage, then you will not think it's as okay as you think it is. It's like all of these photos are horrible. Don't look at the photos. Yeah. They're all involving dead right. bodies. But the body isn't just left out on the mountain. It's disassembled. So there's a team of people that cut them up. <laughs> like a butcher that cuts open and then the birds come in and then start eating. Great. You don't think that's as gross as I think that's really gross. I mean, it is if you are the, if you're aware of it at all. But if you're dead, it's fine. I can't move. I can't move past packing the ass though. That's the worst for you. That no, is, you started. You started big. At the end of this episode, <laughs> we're did. gonna we'll do a ranking from best to worst. Okay, great. Okay. okay. How about being shot into outer space? Oh yes. 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 Well, that's easily the best. If if I can afford that, yes. yes big time. No right. Space it. burial refers to the launching of a portion of cremated remains no. into oh, outer no. space. You've lost me. <laughs> I want shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Full body. Full body. I want to be wearing a suit that, like an Elvis suit. It's got stars all over it, yep. and a matching helmet. Oh. And then I just want to go once I hit. Like the point, uh, I don't know what, it, and then I just explode. And over over my over my crotch, I wanted to say, I come in peace. But is it is how's come spelt? Oh, with a U. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> very good. And on my ass, I wanted to say, no cotton. <laughs> <laughs> cotton free ass. Cotton free ass. Now, if you want to go into space, so they take zone. a little bit, they put it in a container. Uh, they go. It can either orbit around the Earth. It can go to the moon or continue into deep space and just go forever. But um, it's not scattered in space. It, it just stays inside the container. So nah. you just keep flying on. Nah, bullshit. First, I, I, I like the idea of this because I believe that somewhere, you know, there's going to be, so, at some point, aliens are going to find your remains. That's why I'm saying like the come in peace thing because you're going <laughs> to you're going to be found by an alien at some point and then they're going to reanimate you. Because they've got That's your alien dream. powers. So why not? Like, you want to be as complete as possible. That's why I wouldn't cremate. Well, one of the kings... In king- that case. One, one of the kings of aliens, some would say. The first ever space burial occurred in 1992 when the NASA Space Shuttle Columbia took a portion of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry's cremated remains into space. But then they took them back. They went out. They didn't leave them out there. But then in 1997, seven more grams of his ashes were launched into space orbit. And now there's more plans to send his more of his ashes along with his wife into deep space next year. But how much is there his left of him? His wife's still alive. <laughs> That's the problem. That's the interesting part yeah. of that. Weird right. plan, but all right. Guys, I've gotten... A- like I'm so dedicated to this podcast, I've gotten two quotes on how much it will cost you to go into outer space. What the fuck is You've like live today? quotes. I've live quoted it. I don't wow. think we should record at night. I've sworn a lot on this episode. That's fine. It's been a long week. <laughs> I don't think swearing's the thing that's going to make people turn this episode off. Good point. All right. So if you option one, Matt, 
Option one, you can do an earth rise. One gram of ashes flown high enough to experience zero gravity, then returned back to earth, and then uh, the container is given back to your loved ones. That'll cost you $1,295 for one gram. But... For twelve thousand five hundred dollars, a small Coke, price. Coke's about three fifty a gram these mm. days. So that's, and that hasn't no. gone around yeah, orbit. Exactly. I don't think, so would you snort a family member though? Well, what, there was is that a myth? A but apparently, um, it's probably not true. But there was a rumor that um, uh, Keith Keith Richards snorted his old man with some Coke. Oh, yeah. I think I may have read that. But I don't. I, I don't. I think, I think, think that's true. He's all about the image. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's he's a lot of myth. To be alive, he can't have done drugs no. lately, surely. Lately, I reckon he's, no, no. he's he's 95% myth, that guy, I reckon. 5% his dad. 5% his dad's uh. ashes. <laughs> uh, but $12,500, that's all I need. We'll get. Uh, I've been quoted, I can have one gram of my ashes flown into deep space to continue forever. That's what it will co- the alien thing, 12 and a half grand. No, but it's just a, a set part of your ashes. Yeah, but the aliens are pretty advanced. Yeah, I don't know if a, like a tiny gram of your ashes would they know? Is be enough. Would, are they going to see this little thing no, of powder not. and go, "Well, this is someone we could reanimate"? They're not. If they saw a body though, just floating by with "I come in peace" written on it, yeah, they'd be like, "Hang on, stop the ship." Message loud and clear yeah. <laughs> has been received. Get the defibrillators. That's what they call um, their life-giving things. It's a slightly different thing to our... Defibrillators. Def... Whatever our ones are called. Defib. Defibrillators. That's what we call them here, but the aliens call them defibrillators. Yeah. And of course, they're, they're more advanced. much more advanced. Yeah. Language has evolved to add an R. Well, in no, the, well, the technology has been advanced to be able to reanimate oh, corpses. Yeah. Dave, please. <laughs> like he's never it. heard of... Alien reanimation technology or Jesus. something. Read a book once Read in a, a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were talking about a cannon, Jess. Yes, I want to be shot out of a cannon in well, space. Well, <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson, famed writer of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. When he died in 2005, he had his ashes, not his body, but his, all of his ashes, fired from a cannon atop a 47-metre tower, which was shaped like the famous Gonzo symbol. Do you know Gonzo journalism? It's like a, a red fist... Or red hand holding a peyote button. Mm-hmm. Red fist is also the symbol of packing an ass with cotton. <laughs> I knew where you were going, and I still oh. very much enjoyed it. That's right, Matt. Oh, it's predictable, but very welcome. Very welcome. So he was fired out of a cannon. A welcome, red fist. His ashes were fired out of a cannon, 47 metres tall, yep. whilst uh, red, white, and blue fireworks went off. And according to Thompson's widow, Anita, the whole funeral was paid... For by Johnny Depp. All right, we've got one final thing, one final possibility for my body, and that is being donated to medical Don't limit science. Don't Dave, please. Well, if you can think of any others, at the top of the show, you thought there was only two options, and I've shown you there's more. Yeah, there's yeah. too many. I could have my body donated to medical science. For centuries, medical students have studied anatomy using real human cadavers. In the old days, bodies were difficult to find, so people would pay a lot of money for them, so they might steal them from the cemetery, or for a while there... People were going around knocking each other off and then just giving the body in for a reward. Uh, thankfully, the Human Tissue Act of 1982 in Australia, quote, persons with lawful custody of a body may permit it to undergo anatomical examination unless to their knowledge the deceased during their lifetime, either in writing 
or verbally in the presence of two or more witnesses express the wish that their body should not undergo such examination. So if you don't want to be examined, you say it right now, it's on record for on this podcast with two witnesses. <clears throat> what do you reckon? I would love to be examined. Yes? Does it work in the Do you want to hear the word? criteria first? Because yes. I'm afraid, like I think the... Um, the your des- not your descendants, but your remaining. What am I trying to say? The people who, oh, like the executors. The executors. They they could. If I said I really wanted my body to be donated to science, say my what my partner or whoever yeah, in the next future, they yep. said, no, nah, not on. Then the living person's say is the one that's taken into account. Yeah. Feels like yes. I should be able to. Choose a hundred percent. If, if you write it down in a will, yeah. then it will be That's your different. word. But if they don't have any word, and then your partner, your next of right, kin, okay. says, "Nah," then that's it. They can't. They can't have you. But one of the criteria for donating your body is that it must be whole. So it excludes people who have had organs removed for organ transplantation, people who have had amputations, or if you've had an autopsy performed on your body. So it's got to be intact. You can be an organ donor and donate your body because less than 1% of people who uh, die in hospital in the specific circumstances where you can donate organs. So chances are, even if you are an organ donor, you're not going to be able to give organs anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah because you've got to be like... You you've, can't, still, that you've still got to basically be, be alive yeah, on yeah. a machine. So you can't be in a car accident and then two hours later be driven to the hospital. Like you, It's got to be straight from you. They've got to keep blood pumping through you. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh my goodness. Another rule for donating to science is obese and emaciated people are also not accepted because they do not embalm properly. So I'm pretty sure I'm out. I think I'm too thin. Oh, Ah. you poor thing. I can't be embalmed. I'm embalming myself with burgers. Also, institutions will not often not pay for the transport of bodies (laughs) located more than 40 kilometers away, which I think is pretty tight. If you're giving them your body, they should be able to go a cab fare, you reckon? That might have been pre-Uber. you got to get yourself there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uber's much cheaper. Yeah. Once a body's been accepted, it must be embalmed. Just like before, they put a cocktail of chemicals throughout your body. Then you're kept in a fridge for three months. Every part of the body is tagged with a number. And when they are done, the body is returned to your family for cremation or burial. So that's you just... still have to make the choice unless some parts can be left for teaching. Like a hand or something can be kept in the anatomy Ew. museum. But do you imagine, like, I'm, I know that, um, you know, friends studying medicine or the, who studied physio and stuff like that, that did work with cadavers. Can you imagine how creepy that would be, though? Like, going into class and there's just a body there, and I'd just be so sure that at any second they were going to be like, bah! <laughs> I don't think that will be the case because, like, 95% of them are, like, 70 or 80 or, or over. Nearly so all. They They're not into pranks. <laughs> exactly. Come on, They're Jess. too old for... You look at them, you think, act your age, mate. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if he... Ah. <laughs> oh, stop. Ugh. All right, so that's all the options. <laughs> After thinking it all through, we've got burial, cremation, being burnt in a pyre, sky burial, getting shot into outer space, being embalmed, buried at sea, being donated to science. Oh, too many. I can't remember them all. Mm. Any, so, so the worst one. I'm going to start with the worst because it's a process of elimination. Yeah, easy. The worst, I sort is of feel like... It's packing in, your embalming. ass. <laughs> it's embalming. <laughs> embalming. That so is the horrible op- way to... Open casket. That also leaves out... Um, donate into science because they've got to embalm Yeah, no, nah, don't. Nah. Oh, look, that's a... They probably don't pack your anus. Maybe they do. <laughs> Maybe they just suck it out. No, look at... <laughs> With what? That, that tool I said they're, before. They're just their lips. Come on. <laughs> Come on, they're medical students. Yeah. How could I... Like, 
Just, gonna... They're getting paid forty grand a year. Come on, they've got to earn it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, look, I feel more comfortable with it if it's for science and if someone's going to learn something for it, rather than just to make some my weirdo relatives look at you look for, at me for, a, for like a thirty-minute ceremony. Yeah, that yeah, don't pack my good. ass for that. But Are you putting that on record for your? I'm next putting weekend? that on record, please. No open casket for Matt. No, but yeah, the science I think is way less uh, messed up. Yeah. But I, I feel like. If you're going to, anyway, uh, the way I'd rank it is, at one end, it'd be anything that my body could be useful for at all. And at the other end, it's a packed ass. (laughs) Facts. That's true. That is exactly right. One end you've got. So, the good end. Like, you can use my body and learn something. At the other end, it's for for nothing more than vanity. In death, my ass is being packed with cotton. Vanity in a what pack, has happened? And a, vanity in a packed vanity. <laughs> so, that's the one you don't want. But which is the one you guys do want? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like the one, anything that. Oh yeah, space. Space, <laughs> big time. So you got to be cremated from, first. Yeah. yeah, I'm in a cremation. Still. No, I still want cannon into space, just my full body. But I understand if that's not an option. So yeah, I guess cremated. Cremated, then shot into space, yeah. one gram at a time. Yes, please. Yeah, I, look, I, I, my idea would be if my body is useful for organs, take them. If science wants it, take it. If those things are out, cremate me and shoot me in a space. <laughs> All right, that's two for space. Yep. I'm going to say none of them really appeal to me. And in short, from this, I've learned that I really don't want to die. Yeah, I yeah. do not want to die. No, I don't want any of my loved ones to die. No. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't want you guys to die. I don't want people to die. I don't but want death to exist. If I do die, and I have to choose one, the one that I reckon appeals most to me, controversial perhaps, I reckon is... Out- <laughs> Tell me. It's not packing your ass. No, it's um, outdoor cremation on one of those pyres. No, Dave. I reckon because... It's like, a, it's like putting you on a spit. I know, but I hate the... I really, really, really hate the idea of being put in an oven where other people have been put before me. I don't like the that idea of the ashes. so much. Oh, okay, Dave. What a, so, on the, so just let me just say, if you on the log fire, it's just you and the wood. That's it. There's no other people in there. And that's what I like. But it's quite. But you said it's quite bad for emissions. I don't care. I'm dead. But but the people you love have you left behind. The world. You're and, you know, killing just the world. Everyone. But I'm a pretty rare rare case, I think. So also, what, if, yeah. what, what about this, Dave? And I don't know if it's legal here. I don't think they'd let you do it. What, what about this? You pay a bit extra. I'd have to convert to you... Hinduism and then apply, I think. But please, Matt, sorry. What if? I, I just feel like your best option is getting in first at a new crematorium. Oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> I, I want to be the first one in the oven. I yeah. didn't even think of that, Matt. That's bloody genius. I read online that you can buy one for as cheap. A cremator- crematorium's cheap ones cost $80,000. Maybe I could just buy just one. Just buy one. In my will. Like, my kids won't inherit a thing, but I buy a crematorium. Well, they, inherit, they inherit your ashes. And, and a, a cremator. Cremator. Yeah, but then they've got a cremator, and then they, that's like their new that's business. business. Yeah, that can pay for itself. Yeah. Suddenly, they're the guys packing and... <laughs> Shoving bodies in the, the oven. Into the pizza oven. Pizza oven. One at one three double one double six. <laughs> oh, wow. So I th- okay, that's th- they're my two options. I'm I've, I'm really glad I talked this out loud with you because a lot, all of it, none of it appeals. But I think I'm going to be either first one into the oven at the new <laughs> crematorium or burn me on the, my pyre at the Warnakee yeah. Memorial Crematorium. Well, I hope I haven't ruined everyone's minds. <laughs> Just need to go. Dave, I feel like you've ruined death for me. I've finally done it. I've made death scary. Yeah. 
Finally. You've made it unappealing. Yeah, I don't think I want to die now. You don't want to? Thanks, Dave. Sorry, guys. Uh, I just feel like I need to go hug my loved ones. I Because re- the, the most... I, I feel like a lot of it is I don't really care if I die, but knowing that... Like, you're aware of these people who are going through the packed asses. <laughs> that is fucking brutal. Well... I did go on a lot about death, and uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Maybe tweet us what is your preferred disposal method of your body. Where disposal. We are, can be found on Twitter at DoGoOnPod. 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 You can also email us, DoGoonPod at gmail.com. But um, I think we're all going to go think about what I've done. Are we? You'll leave it there? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we should. I need a hug, you guys. I was going to say, somebody hug me. I'll get the theme song of it right here and I'll pep us up. We can't hear it on a podcast if Matt's patting me and it's nice. See you next week. We'll have an uplifting topic from Matt. Bye. Oh, boy. Yours better be uplifting. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.